Does entrepreneurship seem overwhelming? Do you wonder what in the hell you're doing running your own business? You are not alone. Join us as we chat about the challenges, successes, and general hilarity that is the everyday life of an entrepreneur. We're the four consultants behind Coach Lab 360 and decided to get together for a no BS chat over coffee about all things entrepreneurship. We're real. We're not here to glamorize running your own business. We're here to share our highs and our lows, and we'll occasionally drop an F-bomb. We, Brian Roth, Lindsay Turner, Tess Herbert, and Teresa Lambert, each run our own consulting businesses and have had our share of funny stories along the way. Coach Lab 360 was born from a desire to offer support for small business owners across four disciplines, HR, operations, finance, and sales and marketing. Coffee chats are our opportunity to share our personal experiences as entrepreneurs and obstacles we've had to overcome. Please make sure you click the subscribe button on the app store because each week we will drop a new episode to share our stories on all things entrepreneurship. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Coach Lab Coffee Chat. Uh, we're all here today to talk about finances and entrepreneurship with you, which uh, for a lot of people can be a stressful conversation, uh, especially when you get into uh, the finances of running your business and managing your taxes and managing everything else that's uh, required to keep it up and afloat as opposed to managing you know, what your real business is and the excitement of the service you offer. Um, you know, one of the things that I have found uh, in, in my services offering specifically, you know, CFO for hire or um, some of that senior finance work is that I actually work with a lot of entrepreneurs who are trying to offload the, uh, the work of figuring out their finances and budgeting and planning and, uh, figuring out how that all comes together because it's it's not their strength for most people most entrepreneurs they're they're good at their area um, and thankfully a lot of them recognize that uh, offloading the the financial work can be something that's valuable and, and something that makes uh, some of their headaches go away um, I don't know have any of the three of you uh, had that type of thing arise, trying to offload it or struggle through it yourselves and be overly stressed about it? I'll go. I Everything finance related, I just try to avoid, uh, sadly. Um, it's just in my nature. I Tax time comes and I'm like, bury my head in the sand. Let's pretend. I mean, I file my taxes, don't get me wrong, but it's always like on my to-do list and it always goes to the bottom. So it's, uh, yeah, it's tough. It's you know, it is nice to be able to offload once you get to a point where you can offload to a uh, bookkeeper or something like that. I don't know, Tess, how do you do it? Uh, mine, I'm, I'm, I actually have aptitude for, uh, for a bit of accounting, which is made, and I'm not complicated, which is really good news. My taxes are done by somebody else for sure. Uh, I don't even try that. Although I understand it and I get it and I can read them and understand them, but I don't get into the nitty gritty of that. Uh, so my, my bookkeeping itself that I put in air quotes, uh, I am, I'm okay with. 
And, uh, and I don't mind it, but it's also about making room for it because we generally, I think, stick to the things we're interested in and what we're doing and our work. And sometimes that task is at the very least, I do know, I kind of shove it away. So, um, it's usually every quarter that I'm catching up literally, like I'll never say that I'm on top of it. So that's a small downfall, but it's not crucial. Uh, but I wish I was better, but at least I'm trying to keep it every quarter so that I can literally see my numbers every quarter. And that's the best way I've done it. And I think at the very, very beginning, when I couldn't even imagine, I don't even know what a budget looks like right now, although I can understand a budget, it was just how much do I have? What am I starting with? And it was just my eventually saying, listen, here's your hard target of money to work with. And what can you do with it? How can you fly? And where are your expenses and how deep are you going to go? I think Tess, that's such a tough part about beginnings of entrepreneurship too, right? Like, because I mean, I see this a lot with people new in business. I've always been someone who's like, I, it's important that my finances are in order, but when it comes to being able to predict what it's even going to be, you know, like even for a year, like Brian, I'm sure you can speak to that because you surely help people with this as well. But just how do you even predict what's coming in and what's going out when there's so much really uncertainty at the beginning where you really don't know? And there's a lot of investing time and money to get things started, which can be super scary as well, because you really don't know, like you don't have a guarantee. Like there's few things I would say where you open your doors and within a few weeks you have revenues flooding through the door. You know, I think that's where a lot of people get wrong. And I know we're going to at one point also talk about, you know, this whole thing that people see entrepreneurship as this like easy ride and it's all like rainbows and lollipops all the time. Right. But truth is, especially at the beginning and when it comes to finances, it's really hard for people. And I'm at shock sometimes when I start working with people and I see that they've literally got no clue about their finances whatsoever. They don't know what's coming in. They don't know what's going out. They don't know what's on their credit cards or their operating lines. And that to me is like, okay, like you've got to really like, you know, have a better relationship with your finance, a better relationship with your money. Because at the end of the day, like as an entrepreneur, if you're in business, if you own the business, you have got to be looking at your numbers. You've got to understand them doesn't mean you have to do them yourself, but get the support, right? Like from the beginning, I was like, I'm not messing with my finances. I'm not messing with my bookkeeping. I don't like doing it. I'm going to get someone in right away and get it all sorted properly rather than trying to do it on my own and creating a mess, even when it was very simple. And it's still in so many ways simple. I have the knowledge I could do it myself. I don't want to, I don't want to. Yeah, I'm the same. And I think for me, there was a big differentiation between when I was just a sole proprietor um, and everything was kind of my income and, and you know, for tax purposes. And so that was a lot easier for me, just tracking expenses and, and in and out where I found I only incorporated last year. And so I found the whole incorporation process and having to set that all up separately. And now I have, you know, separate credit cards for this and that, and like that now gets too complicated for my brain to want to handle. So, um, I think for me, that was the separation that made me go, okay, I need someone to look at this. Yeah. I mean, one of the things you said there, Teresa is, is 
right on in terms of the amount of, of modeling and unpredictability in the early stages. I mean, I've done modeling for a lot of different businesses in the early stages and over and over and over again, I see that the, the operating expenses side is actually relatively predictable. If you put your head to it, you can figure that out pretty well, but what's gonna be coming in the door in the early stage is just such such an unpredictable endeavor to try and figure it out. And ultimately in the beginning, you just need to throw something out there that you can work towards and then keep on top of measuring it and, and you know, iterating. You gotta, you gotta keep trying again and keep focusing on where's it going, um, you know, what's gonna come in the door. Um, but I will also say um, to you know, maybe ease a lot of entrepreneurs' minds, um, I do this for a lot of other businesses, but I'm really bad at doing it for myself. So it's, uh, it's not out of the norm at all to not want to look at this. I, uh, I like doing it for others and I hate doing my own. That's hilarious coming from the finance guy, <laughs> but I bet it's true. It's funny though, because you're so right, Brian, when you just said it's whatever's coming in the door. I remember in my first year. I was so happy because I kind of threw up my hands with my initial budget with, okay, what do, what do my revenues look like? I mean, just having numbers at all. My favorite part wasn't budget. It was actual. It was just, okay, here's what you do have. And at the very least, even in the first six months with history at all it helped. And so some of it to me was time. It took time. It took a full year as in, okay, don't give up you know, as long as you can keep your head above water and money still to spend if you need it. But it was more like, okay, if I don't have this history, I can't really figure out my future. But that was a big deal for me. You can also learn a lot from comparing to your plan, as long as you at least took some time to document what you forecast. Like, why did I think that this is what was going to come in? And okay, now I see how it was different, but why it was different, and then using that moving forward. I think it depends too on your business, right? Like what your business is, if there's regular, if you can expect regular income or if you're more project-based and so it tends to come in in big waves and then it's like a dry spell for a while, that too can be, I mean, I've been through periods in my business where it's like that and that can be, you know, one, not very predictable because you get one massive contract and your year's taken care of or um, just difficult and anxiety ridden too, right? Like I think that's that's the issue with the finances for me is if it's not regular, which none of it is at the beginning for an entrepreneur, it, it induces a lot of anxiety. Yeah, Lindsay, I can totally like relate to that. I mean, I'm I'm still considering myself in like startup phase with my business because I only really jumped into this um, full time, you know, a, a year ago, and before did both where I was employed and I had my business on the side as sort of like a side hustle, which I think a lot of people do. But learning to be okay with not knowing 
what's going to come in, if anything's going to come in, right, is something that is a huge thing. And I think to to your point, Brian, what you said, you know, you can predict your expenses more than you can predict what's coming in. So one of the things that I've always looked at is being super clear on what cash flow do I have? You know, what, what credit do I have available? What am I willing to invest in, right? When, and really getting clear on that more so than focusing on, you know, what's coming in so that I'm not like, oh my God, I need to have this money come in this month to pay all this invoices or I'm going to be screwed, right? Which for me was very like anxiety written or also seeing savings dwindle away, right? Like there was a lot, I was like really focused on it becoming lesser rather than it growing. So did a lot of work around, you know, really focusing, okay, well, what is working, right? What is working? And do you start to see revenue going up, even if your expenses still surpass revenues that are coming in? And I found all those things to be giving me some sort of peace of mind, even when sometimes, you know, it, it seems like, am I really going in the right direction? But I know I'm going in the right direction. And so I think that is something that's so key that can really help you to be like, okay, well, what is working, right? Have I had more people reach out this month to talk about my services to start with, right? Like we are all service-based providers. So are people reaching out to us always, you know, is that working, right? Like rather than just all metricsing it in terms of cash in, it's also really looking at, okay, well, what's working and that's help because then it's like okay well it's possible you know a client could be dropping in while we're having this conversation for any uh, of all of us right and I think that's a powerful shift and was a powerful mindset shift for me that really helped me you know reduce that anxiety and Lindsay I know you and I had conversations early in 2020 and there were definitely days I was freaking out freaking out Yeah, I think, you know, for, so, I mean, my business is nine years old. I went back corporate for three years of that, but I still don't have a typical year. Absolutely not. And I am, I mean, business development is hard for any business to pull your head out of doing the work that you're doing and focusing on business development, but it's, it's the most important thing you can do for your business, right? I mean, I had a project land this year um, that I reached out randomly complete cold call reached out in December of 2019. So it can take a long time and it's just, it's a matter of making sure that you're slotting that time because the second your pipeline starts to dwindle, then it gets panicky, right? I, what I've learned in nine years is that without a doubt, if you continue to do the slog and you continue to build, 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 it always works out. It really, really does, at least for me. And so I now, while I, there's no question, I have moments of freak out. I also have moments of exactly like you said, right? Like we could be on this zoom doing this recording and, uh, something can come in like that. And it turns your whole world around. So there's always that potential. And I think if you keep yourself in that I don't, I sound like woo woo, but if you keep yourself in that headspace of like possibility, um, it's just, it's, it it will happen. But you call it woo woo lens. And I think that is so like, I think that is it though, right? Because the world tells us to focus on your results and just the results. And if you don't get the results, right? Like, 
I mean, there's all this talk, but that's also the stuff that pulls you down, right? Especially at the beginning when you're trying to figure out what's my unpredictable predictable, right? Like, because <laughs> it's, you yeah. know, you just said nine years, it's unpredictable. But so anyways, I don't think it's woo-woo. I think that is the key to actually be able to get to the point where you make it. You know how they always say, like, you're ever only an inch away. Yeah, right? exactly. From actually... Yeah. making it work can you hang on long enough and how do you hang on you hang on because of the woo-woo stuff because you look at this shit that works right not because yeah. you drown yourself in self-doubt and self-pity on the things that don't well and it's it's that whole the energy you put out is the energy you get back thing and it, I, I am living proof right like the minute I start focusing on okay I can do this like this is great I'm gonna find something this is gonna work I'm gonna pick up a new client la 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 then it like you again like it is well I mean it's not woo woo but it's just you know it's a little not tangible um I fully believe the energy you put out is what you get back and if you believe it's gonna happen then it, it somehow somehow does it it also helps to have a few cheer- cheerleaders and a few other voices to bounce your concerns off of, um, which is why, you know, a network like this is fantastic. I think I may have a question that might help um, listeners is, would it be uh, best practice or does it, what are the thoughts if the bookkeeper is the same as the tax person taking care of books? Is that crucial? I think it depends on, on their capabilities. Um, you know, sometimes that would be a great situation. Um, there are situations, especially if you get into some more complicated tax needs that, um, well, yes, they could, they would be capable of doing the books. They would probably also be a lot more expensive than somebody who could otherwise just do the books and hand over to a, uh, you know, more seasoned tax professional. I think too, you know, with this conversation as well, and just something that popped into my mind here around where this conversation started and where we took it and something that Lindsay said is, you know, in terms of getting support, right? It might feel scary to spend money, even $100 a month or $200 a month on hiring someone to do your bookkeeping and keep your finances in check, right? But here's the thing. Even if you have not a lot of transactions and you have no freaking clue what you're doing and you spend five hours a week trying to figure it out yourself, you could spend those five hours developing your business. You could spend those five hours on networking calls. You could spend those five hours doing something that generates leads for your business and ultimately generates revenues. And I remember this is something because Lindsay and I used to work together. She knows that I'm like big on this where I always said like, you got to focus on making the revenue. Don't focus like, you know, people don't agree with me on this and that is totally fine. But if you focus just on your expenses and just cutting and cutting and you're not focusing on the thing that actually brings money in, you're focusing on the wrong thing because if no money ever comes in, you don't have a business or you go bankrupt or something. (laughs) So you must focus on business development and give the things you're not good at like accounting or your taxes or, you know, whatever else comes up to someone who's good at it and who can do it. So you free up the time to actually make sure money can come in. 
Yeah, I totally agree. As the marketing voice on here, I mean, marketing is always the first to get cut and it is the worst thing you could possibly cut when you're looking for new business. Um, but it's not as tangible as some other things. And so, you know, the marketing budget always gets cut. Um, but that is our time for this week. So that was good. Finances, we got through it. Well done, Brian. Um, and we will see you soon for another episode. That's a wrap for another episode of Coach Lab Coffee Chat. Enjoyed this episode? Entrepreneurship can be lonely, so make sure to subscribe to Coach Lab Coffee Chat on your favorite podcast player or check us out at coachlab360.com.